Hey everybody, welcome to Careers Uncorked, the podcast that brings you unheard stories from industry professionals. This is your co-host Sid, and today, Shirfuz and I will be chatting with Brian. Brian is currently a business technology consultant at Apple, and he speaks to us about how he made it from a non-target school to his dream job in consulting. A little backstory about Brian. He was previously working at Deloitte and was recently laid off due to the pandemic. The very day he was laid off, he received a call from Apple with an offer. Let's jump into this conversation and uncork his story. Hey, hey Bruce, how's it going? It's good, man. It's good. I think we got to change that intro video, dude. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really awesome. <laughs> I think I think we got to change that intro video. <laughs> no, I like it. I, I'm going to keep it there just as a placeholder. So how's the <laughs> week going, man? How's everything been? I haven't seen your face in a week. I know, I know. It's actually, I think it's more than a week and it's been, um, you know, not gonna lie. It's been, it's been fun. It's been good. I have some life updates. I'm wearing my this hat. I started liking this new hat. Uh, it's an old hat, but I started liking this. Um, I got this TikTok light that's shining on my face. Oh God. So that's something new. Um, and yeah, dude, that's it. Um, I got a new chair that I'm sitting on. So that, that's, that's been me, man. What about you? How you For been? Me? It's, it's been great. I mean, honestly, I was just catching up with some friends. Um, ended up catching up with Brian, too, and I uh, was Googling him on the Internet and found out about all these things. He has uh, his own page on Salesforce.com. It's like a trailblazer uh, page, which is like super, super MVP material. Wow. Um, and then I realized that this video, this live stream, is actually on the first page of Google search when you search for Brian's name. No way. For yeah. real? Wait, dude, I, I should search us more then. <laughs> it's pretty awesome but yeah anyways let's chat about brian really quickly before we bring yeah. him on yeah how did you yeah I, th- I think you have this interesting story about him where like you were telling me the other day i ignored you like like i always do but <laughs> why don't you why don't you say that like share that yeah so i sort of met brian just through linkedin it was so funny so uh brian and i we were interning in the same uh cohort at deloitte it was in our junior years in college and uh it was so awesome because we never knew each other until we met after which was through linkedin Mm-hmm. And another uh, part of that story, which really got me off guard, is when Brian was messaging me. He's like, hey, dude, like things don't look so good at Deloitte. I might uh, be hearing some from HR really soon. And I was like, dude, no way. You've got so many connections. You're literally on uh, Salesforce's page and you're like a superstar of Deloitte. There's no way anything's going to happen to you. He messaged me a week later and he's like, dude, I have some news. Um, I recently got laid off. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like scattering around. I'm like, dude, let me get you in here. Let me like connect you with these people. Let me connect you there. And like, I read a few lines down. He's like, oh, but don't worry. I, I got another job at Apple. I was like, what? What the heck? Wait, All what? On the same day. So this is this is sort of the major story that we're trying to uncover here. And Brian has so many of these amazing stories. So I'm super excited to hear from him. Yeah, dude. Now I'm excited. He got lit, wow. The, the laid off from Deloitte, and then Apple just messages him, "Hey, dude, you want a job? Just say yes. It's done." Yeah. <laughs> right? It's so cool. Let's hear from him, actually. Let's yeah, bring him on. Bring him up. Yeah, I'm going to ask. Brian, <laughs> whoa. Hey. Hey, Brian. How's it going? <laughs> this looks like that moment where it's like uh, Snoop Dogg's uh, meme, where he's like got the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's crazy, man. Did you really get like like a text message from Apple and you got a job? They, they barely let me enter the Apple store nearby, dude. You got a job. I can't even enter the yeah. Apple store. It was it was a text saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's chat in five minutes." And then they called me and it was like, "Oh, we heard what happened, but here you go." That's so good. So it was pretty. It was it was considering the circumstances, it was probably the best thing that could have happened. So I'm I'm stoked about it. I, I just think there's one one thing that was really bad about it is that you didn't get enough time to like be sad about Deloitte. It was like five minutes yeah. later. You're like, wait, what's going on? You gotta about it, right? You gotta like, pay respect. Uh, no? None of that happened? I have all the pent-up anger that I still have with Deloitte Digital. <laughs> but honestly, I'm only like just pretty happy that I got to learn everything that I got to learn um, yeah. while I was there. So even though I'll always be salty about getting laid off, um, it's still, you know, the best experience you can have um, comparatively, like when you graduate school. So For sure. I can't complain. That, that's awesome, dude. That's, uh, that, yeah. that's really amazing. Um, I, I, I was just sort of thinking about this meme material as I was thinking about that job thing. 
I was going to say, you know how Apple's logo is a half-eaten apple? So you got you started eating that apple when you got laid off. And by the time you got the other job, you were that, that much into that apple. I don't think that makes sense. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that. I was, I'll, I'll, with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you guys with the apple logo. Never mind, Sid. Right. <laughs> Anyways, Brian, let, let's let's kick it off. So let's let's uh, quickly introduce you to the audience. So just tell us a little about yourself, about what you do, um, and what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so my name is Brian Haransom Boone. Uh, I graduated um, undergrad from California State Northridge. Uh, in 2018, so I've been working for two-ish years now. Um, I currently work at Apple as a business technology consultant. Um, basically, it's like corporate strategy at Apple as well as like product management uh, at Apple. And then in particular, I'm currently with uh, the Apple TV Plus side um, since I have an interest in entertainment, streaming services, and uh, basically, all I did at Deloitte was entertainment. So um, I, it, it it's great. I'm I'm you know I'm at the the place where I want to be, and I'm happy to share you know how I got here and whatnot. That's so exciting, Brian. I think you're at the place where everyone wants to be. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's really amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so let, let's kick off with our first segment, which is sort of let's let's learn a little about you, Brian. So like. What do you do if outside of work? Because I know like you've got a lot of things going on. So is there anything you do like to keep your mind busy outside of work? Yeah, um, actually, not to you know talk about Deloitte all the time, but I think one of the consequences um, of working like in consulting, you're kind of used to working a lot. So the whole concept of 40 hour weeks or 80 hour weeks, you know, kind of is one of the same because mm -hmm. you're always trying to do things all the time. Um, luckily though, like, you know, at Apple, it's, it's a pretty straight like 40 hour week. But as a result, like I kind of been conditioned to try to do a lot of productive things um, with my time. Um, I mean, non-productive stuff, I play around with stocks uh, a lot. That's that's like my recent hobby. Uh, I, I love the stock market. Um, I really like uh, virtual reality. So I play a lot of uh, virtual reality like Counter-Strike. Um, but the more productive type of things, um, I spend a lot of my time um, doing like informal, formal, like mentorship with students. Uh, honing in on like uh, students who are from non-target schools or lower socioeconomic, basically poor people. Um, I, that's pretty much the target that I hit when it comes to like mentorship. And my goal is just to make them, um, if, if their dream is to break into consulting or banking or some other prestigious job, uh, I wanna help people get there. So that's kind of like what I do right now. Uh -huh. That's that's so heartfelt. I mean, honestly, I think right now more than ever, I think people are looking for that help. And it's so great to hear that you're actually going out there in your free time and supporting these people. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing, Brian. Especially I love how you just uh, focus a little bit more towards people who are from non-target schools. Yeah. It's an uphill battle for so many of the students and they don't have that amazing alumni connections or like the Meccans is coming to their campus recruitment events. So that's really amazing, man. Right. Yeah, thank you. For sure. So, Brian, just talk to us a little about your education, about college. What, what was that like? Were there some things that helped to make you who you are today? Any experiences that you remember? Uh, yeah. Um, I guess, like, I have this weird relationship with education. Um, to sum it all up, like, I was never really, like, the best student. Um, and I, I would have, like, straight Bs. Um, basically, uh, like a 3.0 GPA or, and even less. Um, but I was lucky to, you know, have gone to like a high school that was super competitive. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but, um, you know, like I, you can imagine if you go to a competitive high school, you're going to have friends who will go in, in for, for Los Angeles, who will go to like USC, UCLA or Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Um, and then later on, they're going to go become like an analyst at McKinsey or a 
you know, they're going to be in the product management associate at Google or something. Mm -hmm. um, so because of that, like I wasn't unaware of what, you know, jobs were out there. Um, even though like for me, I never thought that I would have my careers, like career set on doing something like that. Cause I've always felt like inferior. I always like felt that um, my grades was the reason why I went to community college from high school. Um, you know, from community college, uh, my grades is the reason why I went to CSUN, uh, California mm -hmm. State University, Northridge. Um, and just like experiencing CSUN and, you know, what companies recruit uh, on campus, as well as just like the general vibe that you get from all of these students. Um, it's really rare to see students like break out into the quote unquote prestigious roles. Um, so I'm super glad that I was, you know, my high school was pretty affluent. Um, and that really like allowed me to understand like what careers are, um, even though I wasn't necessarily like one of them. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's so great to hear again, because I think one of the things that we're trying to do with this platform is to provide that opportunity for accessibility to understand what people can do with their majors or with their passions or whatever they're looking for have visibility into it because that's definitely something that's missing especially from universities that don't have such good funding in terms of like getting people to attend and getting companies to attend talk about their programs and stuff like that so i think that's that's really awesome to hear from you yeah um i i guess uh, another thing to add is um to understand where my head was to where my head is now um my dream job at the time when i was like um, a, you know, at a grocery store at, or also like at Carl's Jr., um, like uh, as a cashier and the person cooking. Um, I used to think that like Best Buy Geek Squad was like the top thing that you could do because you don't smell like fries and you're dealing with technology. Um, so to make that shift to go into like management consulting or like product management um, is, is just a weird um, it, it's something that a lot of people can't comprehend. And uh, I, I just want to, you know, help those people get there if they really want it. Yeah, that's so awesome. And dude, Best Buy Geek Squad, they're pretty cool people. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, I was like this huge fanatic of like these new phones that were coming out. At the time, I think 4G just started coming out and they had this new like Motorola phone, which was like it had a fingerprint reader at the back. Um, yeah. And that launched at CES that year. And we were talking about CES before this conversation. I was such a huge fan. I was like, if I'm ever going to like California or anyway, I want to go to CES. But you're here living all my dreams, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just the technology that made me want to do that, you know, being yeah. surrounded by technology. Um, but it kind of played out because I'm still in tech, um, just in a different manner than I used to think it was yeah yeah that's awesome brian so um, how about this so let's uh, get, uh we i want to like dive a little bit into your early college experience and uh kind of listen kind of hear like what that was like for you so let's start off with um what did you do more outside of your classes uh are there some things you did just to distinguish yourself or separate yourself or things you pursued beyond the academics um uh I mean, other than school, I it was pretty simple. Like I either worked um, at uh, as a, you know at one point, you know, bagging groceries, and then uh, or you know like as a cashier at a fast food place, mm -hmm. um, and then it was that and probably video games as a hobby. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't do anything to stand out um, in my earlier college uh, experience um i i spent six years in, in in college which is um you know looking back is kind of a bummer um comparatively uh when you normally graduate in four years yeah. so, so like basically when it hit year four when people started graduating and going into like sick jobs mm -hmm. um you know, that was a really big wake up call because uh, I didn't have like a sick job or didn't, you know, wasn't set in my career or basically never even started. Mm -hmm. um, so 
that, you know, the year four was the big wake up call. And in order to like compete and um, do, you know, like standing out amongst other students, mm -hmm. uh, that's when I just, I, I, I literally just Googled, you know, like skills to make me stand out in jobs. Um, at some point I honed in that I wanted to do management consulting. Um, so like you, you, you can imagine searching consulting skills. Yeah. Uh, I, I figured if you're really good at these skills, maybe that will offset like my grades, my lack of experience, my lack of leadership experience and whatnot. Um, and because I have an interest in tech, I eventually searched technology consulting skills. Um, and then you can imagine that there's like all these programming languages, um, data science uh, and stuff like that. But for me at the time, um, learning how to code was just like ridiculous. Like that's way too hard. Um, even though I was in school for uh, computer science, I switched mm -hmm. majors to the easy computer science because I wasn't that great in school. Um, I, I went to school for computer information technology. Basically, all the people who can't do comp sci drop and go do um, CIT. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that that's also indicative of like information systems at other schools. Um, so I did that and I didn't want to do any of the hard, hard coding stuff. So I searched like I, at some point I saw like vendor technologies mm -hmm. that were, you know, point and click type of things. Yeah. And then of those, I you know, realized like all of them were boring. Like I saw SAP and Oracle and the UI is just trash. Um, like it looks so boring to use. Like, why would I do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. Um, and then at some point I found uh, Salesforce that for some odd reason has like points, badges, achievements, and cartoons. And it looks like a video game to learn it. So um, for that reason, I just basically learned that random technology uh, so much so to get certified. And with those certifications, I imagine um, I could stand out in my own right, uh, with, again, with the lack of grades, the lack of school, the lack of experience uh, in internships. Uh, at least, you know, you won't see that many, like, people who have, like, four certifications in Salesforce as a student. Um, so that was really, like, my trump card um, when it comes to standing out. Right, that's that's a uh, that's really awesome, and I uh, just want to make a quick note there. Me and Sid, we also did the easy comp sci major in our school as well. <laughs> like, I think yeah. Sid especially broke the record of like hacking the system and taking the like the easiest music classes. I don't know. <laughs> I think Sid, you make major own classes at some point, Sid. <laughs> I did I did like it's weird now. studies? Yeah, which, Sid, uh, I made my own syllabus. I made my own grading criteria. Uh, <laughs> did research basically. <laughs> I was like, that easy classes are not easy enough. I'm going to make my own easy class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was the quant classes that ruined me. It was like all the calc. Yeah. I didn't want to go beyond calc two. Mm -hmm. And then um, all of like data structures, like the advanced data structures. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, but it's weird now because like I'm very quantitative now. Yeah. Um, I basically do data science now and it's, Honestly, kind of embarrassing that I didn't do so hot in school when now I think it's easy. Um, but it's I, it's basically basically like a state of mind. Like once you get it, you'll get it. Yeah. yeah. That's sure. amazing. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump into our most exciting segment, which is called questions from William. So William is our boss and he has some questions for you. And these questions are rapid fire. So you got to answer them without thinking. Before we do jump into that, I actually have to do something. So my roommate left a comment on YouTube. He said, hey, Salesforce, because he's <laughs> on Salesforce. The reason I'm showing this is because he's getting me dinner tonight. And if I don't, then he probably will not. So uh, it's like a whole Salesforce trial <laughs> coming in here with Armand and all of you. I have no idea how it works. So I'm like clueless here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. With that being said, we need to jump into our rapid fire yeah. segment. All right. Brian, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. For these questions you've never seen before, I'm gonna kick us off with the first one. Tell us something not many people know about you. Uh, uh, I can spin my laptop on my finger. <laughs> no way. Do you not, like I can spin my laptop on my finger. 
No way. No way. Literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spinning on my finger. I could do it for hours. Dude, Burks are working at Apple now. Yeah. They just replace it for you or something. <laughs> I did this at Deloitte. I think that's one of the reasons why I got laid off, honestly. <laughs> Dude, you did that too much in Deloitte. <laughs> 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 oh god, that was a that was a great start, Brian. That was amazing. All right. The next one, um, I got the next one. So best part of being a consultant. Uh, free food, hands down. Um, I made sure that, um, like, like for me, consulting wasn't the highest paying job. Um, so I knew, like, I knew the people yeah. in tech making like 120k out of college, but then like I was making like 80k. Uh, so I had to make them pay somehow by um, at least offsetting a lot of the expenses I would have normally have done, like food. Um, made sure that like I yeah. had a company that would pay for that sort of stuff um, if my comp wasn't as high. And being a consultant, you can order food. You can order like breakfast, lunch, and dinner generally. Um, so that was my favorite. That's so cool. That's definitely one of the perks. There's quite a bit more, but um, that's a pretty solid one. The traffic. Oh, by the way, Brian, we're getting we're getting some crazy uh, we're getting some crazy. Uh, comments for your trick i think people are a huge fan we've got like three comments um alie um, she works with us um right. nothing i do marketing she's like can you do this for the rest of the session can you do that right. and ask questions keenan in the audience is like he does it with such ease all right i'll do it for the rest of the session let's do it <laughs> all right tell us on your bucket list oh um I want to be a digital nomad at some point. Um, basically, like if you're in tech or if you are able to work from home, um, the idea of going to like a low cost of living place um, and working remotely sounds pretty awesome. So I want to travel at some point. Okay, all right. Um, okay, Brian, I'm so ner- I'm, I'm so nervous by this. Um, Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, or Apple TV? Which one are you subscribed to? uh i have no shame um netflix because it's uh i have um uh uh, for some reason i found like this crypto backed uh debit card um that gives netflix for free so and i invest in crypto so i get free netflix so i have that um i have verizon um so i have free disney plus and uh i have free apple tv so i have all of them oh god that's crazy. Wait, by the way, I'll, I'll hit you up after to get your Netflix password. I'm on your Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to share with us? We can drop it in the comments right here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Social service. <laughs> All right, Brian. What's your favorite uh, Instagram consulting meme page? Uh, hands down. Well, I, I guess the top one is consulting humor because uh, we're both bros from Deloitte. Uh, and we both Ooh. got picked off from Deloitte, so a lot of those those memes are going to be really extra salty. Um, <laughs> Deloitte, uh, but but the OG um, uh, crazy management consultants is probably still the top, in my opinion. Wow, that's, that's great. Yeah, they're very relatable, by the way, guys. If you haven't checked them out yet, make sure to check them out. Yeah, I check. I follow that page. I, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, actually, I, I do want to make one point about Instagram memes. Um, honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of being really cheesy about it, but Instagram memes is by far one of the best ways to learn, like the industry, especially if you go to a non-target school. Um, the reason being is that like a lot of people are hesitant to talk about like jobs like investment banking, private equity, or management consulting, strategy consulting, whatever it is, um, because just people don't talk about it. It's not as common or just people are scared to do those jobs. When you look at Instagram memes, like all the fin memes with from the liquidity boys, um, all of the consulting memes, um, all the meme accounts and whatnot, it really like makes it more accessible because you can joke about it. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's it's going to a non-target school and pursuing a career that's not 
from your school. It's super lonely, but like IG, um, cons- like like memes in general, just make it less lonely. And it's just sure. funny to to be a part of it, and then it really helps you. Yeah, that's, that's really true. <laughs> yeah, I've really been enjoying them. I tagged Brian in a couple of them. Yeah, some of them are very very relatable. It's just like it's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, that, that's that's really that's that's awesome, guys. Um, so yeah, next one. Um, who's the most famous person you've met in LA, Brian? Hillary Duff, by far. She shops at the Ralphs I used to work at, or I saw oh. when I was uh, checking out her groceries. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I just love you know, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> uh, that's a good show. The next question. All right, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, hands down. Um, so like, what? The reason why, like, I also, in addition to going to, like, uh, you know, Granada, Granada Hills Charter High School, like, a pretty bougie high school, um, and understanding, like, where people go, mm-hmm. um, at, at some point, I got uh, so desperate that, like, I only work at Ralph's, I only work at Carl's Jr., I don't have anything to my name, and then I posted that story to Reddit. And then some dude, just this random dude, um, took me under his wing. His name is Andrew Thomas Bryant. Please search him up on on LinkedIn. Uh, wow. He's from Arizona. Um, he basically told me that, like, like he was doing um, independent consulting, but he never really like pursued like the you know the big consulting names when he was in school. Um, he basically just told me what he would have not done if uh, he wanted to break into consulting. So he actually gave me the tip that Salesforce was like the hot thing. Um, so uh, he basically told me, do all of this stuff. And then I became, I got what I wanted. That's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, thanks for sharing that with all, with all of us. Um, so my, my next one, what? One Apple product you can live without. Apple TV Plus because it's the best product whatsoever. You can live without. You can. Oh, I could live without. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mac OS because um, like all the MacBook lines because I still am a Windows bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> but yeah, Seth, you're up. Last question. Who's your favorite co-host? Sid or Sharfuz? Sid, because Sharfuz is always at Trader Joe's. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. <laughs> yeah, the two times I ran, I was at Trader Joe's. <laughs> I, no. I, I, I think Ali in our team would be happy. She's a super Trader Joe's fan to hear, like, to hear that. But yeah, Brian, thanks for being such a great sport, um, especially with the, the, the laptop spinning. We're going to make a segment out of it and put it all over the internet. Yeah. It's going to be on the consulting name pages. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, Sid, so, um, uh, so let's start with some, uh, talking a little bit more about the career so far. Um, Sid, do you want to get started with that? Yeah, for sure. So let's see. Uh, let's talk about how you landed here. <laughs> Right, right. I had like this flipper switch where I got super serious. Yeah, I know, right? People who are watching this and listening to us would like you guys on your toes, man. <laughs> People live there. Okay. Brian, so what value your eyes are all over the place? Uh, let, let's talk about how is uh, how did you land the Deloitte internship in the first place while you were in college? Yeah, um, so again, at, at some point, I got salesforce certified i got four salesforce certifications and that gave me the confidence to to like you know be competitive Uh, as as a result i went i searched up on google um networking events consulting for networking events luckily enough i saw a salesforce user group um that was basically like a networking event i went there um i just sat down and they told us to like talk to the person to your left and talk to the person to your right. And to the person to my left was literally a Deloitte, like um, he was uh, a senior manager. And then um, I, I just like sold him my heart out. 
um, and told them like everything that I've done so far, I got Salesforce certified, um, but I'm also just working on myself and I, but I really want to be a consultant. Um, he basically just told me, Hey, talk to this recruiter and then also talk to this partner, um, at that event. Um, and then they offered to let me case interview <laughs> just from that, from that moment. So, uh, I, I have everything to thank to, um, some, some who leads the Los Angeles Salesforce user group. Um, Shout out to them. Thank you. That's yep. absolutely insane. Like, I, first of all, I never see students at the Salesforce user groups. So, Oh, really? Is that like an exclusive thing? It's it's yeah. sort of, it's like a older people. <laughs> it's mostly very old people, people in the industry who've been working doing this for a really long time. And then, second of all, like, dude, you're just a lucky guy. You're sitting next to a senior manager at Dell. It was like, oh yeah, like come interview with us. When did that happen? I said I sit next to like weird people. Like that's how I became friends with Sid. He was sitting next to me. <laughs> I don't get managers. <laughs> an an important part. Um, I didn't even know about this when I was learning Salesforce, but their company culture is pretty sick. Uh, yeah. They have this thing called the Salesforce Ohana, which is some weird marketing like term for them to like you know, show off. But yeah. what it really means is everyone who's in the ecosystem is so willing to teach people. So even though I was in a room full of like old people, mm -hmm. um, everyone was there to help me. They were like, you're doing the, you know, the right thing. You're making your first step. And then there was this guy that hyped me up to mm -hmm. talk to the Deloitte people. And, um, because of him, like I, I, I just, he just, he just hyped me up. Um, <laughs> so overall, like the Salesforce as like a platform, just because like the, the company is super solid, the, co the company values are really great. Mm -hmm. Um, they do a lot for DNI initiatives and whatnot. Um, just by learning it, like gives you so many opportunities. Everyone's so nice. Yeah. Wow. That's, I am like out of words, like that has to be the most incredible story of securing an internship. Mine was. I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely crazy. Thanks, Brian. Um, so I think the next question, I think there's a lot of people who would really want to know and hits up people who work in Delight all the time on LinkedIn just to know how it was like or how it is like being an intern on LinkedIn. So we want to save them all the effort and ask you, how was your experience and how was it being like being, being an intern at Deloitte? Uh, it's probably the easiest thing you could do. Um, you're set up for success. Everyone is literally has your back. Um, one of my biggest problems was I didn't, I was, I'm super shy. Um, I mean, that's why like I tried to go comp sci, but didn't, couldn't do comp sci because my math was pretty bad. Um, but overall, like being client facing was like probably the hardest thing for me. Um, there are senior consultants out there who will prepare you to deliver presentations. So I never did any case interviews. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, case competitions and did like public speaking before. So yeah. like that was honestly the main, the biggest thing that I learned during my internship. But like as consulting as a whole, um, you're placed on a client. Um, I was, you know, placed on um, an entertainment client um, to do like television distribution strategy or, or something like weird, some, some huge name buzzword um, like that. Uh, but basically everyone just is looking out for you. Um, so there's like no way that you can fail. And the Deloitte internship is probably just, you know, everything that you need to learn before you start working full time. Um, it's not about fighting to get a return offer, really. Um, people just want to see you succeed. Um, that's basically the internship. Very true. That's really cool. That's good to hear. Yeah. All right, Brian, let's get into like working full-time at Deloitte. What was, what was that transition like? First of all, did you decide after the internship just accepting the return offer or was that, was something else going on in your mind? And then uh, what, what was the plan once you started working at Deloitte? Like, were you going towards a goal? Um, I mean, for me, uh, my goal was to, ultimately I wanted to be a business person um, within touching technology, but not necessarily a person who just codes all day. Um, maybe that was kind of formed because I was pretty bad at coding when I was starting out. 
mm-hmm. but now I'm pretty sick at it. So, <laughs> um, but, but at some point I just wanted to be a business person. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to do consulting as a whole. And then if I'm going to touch technology, like I could do digital, you know, like a digital project or just a tech project or something like that. Um, so I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Now, my personal goals was to honestly talk better. Um, I think being shy, even after the Dolly internship was still the biggest thing in my head, um, because how could you be a business person if you can't lead a room? Um, so that was the biggest skill that I wanted to do. Um, just be more, do the whole consulty thing and do, you know, case presentations every day, um, and talk to rich people, talk to powerful people and just credible people and, and make them think of you in a good light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that really was, was basically it. The projects themselves, I chose consulting and then like working full time. Like you just jump around and do a ton of projects revolving around corporate strategy, um, doing like operations work within technology. You could do like a product. You can do an internal product. You can do like marketing, advertising, um, basically like any, like anything under the sun. And since I personally wasn't um, sold to like a particular thing to do, I like the idea of jumping from project to project. That is really what I was expecting out of Deloitte. And uh, I was able to do that. So um, super, super ex- you know, proud that I did it. That's amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you have a dog? By any chance? No. That, yeah, I think my dog's barking because of the mailman or something. <laughs> I was going to say, I might need a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, Brian, uh, Brian, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, definitely like great to hear from your personal experience. So I was like, I just really love how you were determined to go towards something and you kept on improving yourself. And, that, and I think um, even though you have like a settled job or something, you still kept on trying. And that's so important for everyone to do oppor- take opportunities that would personally improve you improve themselves so that's amazing how you did that um so as we we're talking about all the fun stuff and all the great things uh, let's let's get dark turn uh let's talk about the unemployment experience <laughs> i know we talked about that a little bit at, at, at the top but want to hear a little bit about from you like how was that like what were you going through what was the mindset uh, you were going through at that time um so I, I I didn't know I was gonna get laid off. Uh, I just knew that like Deloitte was going through layoffs, but like every other co- every company is going through layoffs because of COVID. Um, I basically just got a calendar invite on a Sunday night um, for Monday morning, and I'm like, oh man, that's the that's the dreaded calendar invite that you see on Fishbowl. Um, so when I got that, obviously like I couldn't sleep. Um, I just sent a ton of resumes everywhere um or i mean prepared the resume and sent it out to like people for referrals um fun fact i never cold apply to a job um i learned that from the one salting bros um um, salting if you guys want (laughs) hashtag one salting salting. Um, (laughs) basically like i just waited until the morning um i once it hit like 5 a.m., that's when I knew I could call people because they wouldn't get mad at me if I woke them up. Um, I, I talked to the, the immediate partners on my project, my project teams, and my you know, my best friends. Um, mm-hmm. So they had my back and honestly, like, just helped me uh, get until the 11 o'clock layoff call. Um, and that was basically it. Like, I got laid off. Um, but the one thing that, you know, I wanted to make sure I do was... Uh, even though I got kicked out, um, I just wanted to end my client experience like on a good note. Mm-hmm. So I did all of the exact same meetings I would have normally have done um, with my client. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that was it. It, it just ended. Um, but my client at the time was Apple. And I, you know, basically just said, hey, I'm rolling off the project because I'm actually getting laid off. And then, um, yeah, they, that's when they offered me the job. Um, but, but yeah, uh, for, for me, it's not really indicative of like what most people are feeling. Like, again, I was only unemployed for a day. Um, yeah. so, you know, it, it, it's pretty bad. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 
if I'm complaining about it, like it's it's worse off with other people. True. And it's really unfortunate. Very true. I mean, I, I've heard a couple of things on Fishbowl about uh, Deloitte's perks for being laid off. They apparently leave you with a cell phone and some some stipend. <laughs> a cell phone? Yeah, here's your 2018 iPhone. Like, <laughs> um, but, but like the the severance was pretty was a lot. So yeah. they they did it in the best way, even though they should have um, not sent the calendar invite when I was going to go to sleep. They should have sent it in the morning when people. Yeah, were, that's, so, that, that's such a stupid thing to do. You send it the night before you can't even sleep at night. Yeah, it gives me more reason to drink out of my Deloitte Digital alcohol flask. <laughs> Is that why they gave gave that in the first place? <laughs> it was an omen. It was an omen. I went to um, some convention, and uh, that convention like knew my fate. We're <laughs> like, this is gonna happen. You're probably gonna need this in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian. Uh, let's let's talk a little about Apple. So you've been there. For for what is it almost um, a little over a month two months yes, two months yeah. nice so what, what what are you doing there now like is it similar work to what you were doing while you were at Deloitte um, or what exactly are you doing with uh, Apple uh, yeah um, so I was actually uh, leading a project at the time with Deloitte at Apple uh, for mm -hmm. Apple TV plus um, when I got laid off uh, I think on Apple side uh, they don't want, like, because I'm leading stuff, there's a significant impact to the project, um, you know, for, for Apple. So I think it was in their best interest to keep me on uh, so there's no disruptions or delays. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think, you know, that's why they hired me so fast. Um, but as far as, like, what I do at Apple now, honestly... I'm kind of just in the exact same role with the exact same Deloitte team as if nothing ever happened. I'm attending the exact same Deloitte meetings as if nothing ever happened. Um, and it's awesome because like my immediate team never wanted me to leave. So I'm just glad that, you know, we get to close out this project um, because there is a sense of closure. When you're, when you're a consultant, you want to close out the project. Sure. Uh, you, you don't want to jump ship or, or, or whatnot. Um, so for that, you know, I do anticipate that I'm going to be on the exact same project for the next like two more months. And then I'll probably find another uh, project internally at Apple and then do that. Wow. Yeah. Living the dream, Brian. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Was it not awkward? Because then you were just joining the same meetings with a different email. <laughs> Like you're not like wasn't that awkward? Like, hey guys, then you'd be like, people are like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I work at Apple. In video chats, I still drink out of my Deloitte like coffee mug. <laughs> like, nothing has changed. Wow, so funny dude. <laughs> That's all the best stories ever, man. Love it. Like, I could even drink out of this, and I couldn't get in trouble with Deloitte. So. <laughs> all right, Brian. So let's let's talk about something that you personally are very passionate about which is students in non-target schools. So what were some of the challenges that you faced uh, being a student in a non-target school? Um, ooh, this uh, hurts deep into my soul. Um, aside from, you know, like the obvious non-target, meaning like companies don't recruit uh, at the school. Um, I guess on a company perspective, what happens when you go to a non-target school is either the company doesn't outright go to your school to recruit or these really sick companies only recruit for, I'm just going to say it, the lower paying jobs, the more high turnover jobs, basically the jobs that like if you went to UCLA and USC or Berkeley, um, generally, if you're a business student, these are jobs that are the ones that are not coveted by those students. Um, as a result, like, I just, in my opinion, I think it's the leftover jobs. Uh, an ex like an example of that is like the big four. The big four, uh, in my um, opinion, are just observations, um, or it's actually a fact. When they go to like my school, Cal State Northridge, um, they will recruit everything for tax audit and risk. Um, these are starting salaries of 60,000, um, 65,000 ish with like no signing bonuses and no expenses and travel and blah, blah. Um, no free grad school, none of the perks that you would normally get in like consulting. 
And if you want to recruit for consulting, like, hey, my dream job is to work at Deloitte as a consultant, you can't do that. They will be like, hey, IT audit or risk advisory is right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I really, that, that was the biggest thing. And, and like another example is like EY, um, because of like some lawsuit, they changed their um, name from EY advisory to EY consulting. So now mm-hmm. like when they go to campus, they're going to say, oh, we're EY consulting, but then they're only going to offer like risk advisory, which is ridiculous when people want to do consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so basically there, there's that barrier there, there's no on-campus recruiting and you have to recruit through a referral. And, um, when I did it through Deloitte, it was through a partner referral through networking and the partner was able to, um, bring me in. Um, but so, so that's, that's one part of it. Um, from, a like a non-target school, I think another big thing is the student culture. Um, when you, and I can only speak for CSUN, but CSUN is, you know, like for all intents and purposes, if you screwed up in high school, you're going to CSUN. If you, you know, didn't do so hot, or if you screwed up in high school, you go to community college, and in community college, you probably went to CSUN because you didn't do so hot. Um, as a result, like there is that demographic of students that generally go to CSUN. Um, so it, it kind of like it, it, it's really sad to say, but like people don't really care about, you know, like changing the world or bigger jobs or like prestige. Um, you know, we're generally first generation, low income students. Um, so it's not like our parents are telling us to be a banker or whatever. They're telling us they just want us to get like a stable job. So as a result, like student culture wise, everyone is trying to get a stable job, like a job, not necessarily the job that is their passion, the one that pays them the most. Um, if anything, like the 60K number that happens at CSUN is the dream job, is the romanticized role. Um, so like if they make it into like Deloitte audit for 60K, you know, that is the best you can do. Um, so there is that difference there. And, you know, if you're not aware of what else is out there, and the reason why I know is because I just went to like a pretty bougie school, high school, um, you will never know that it's out there. And as a result, like you graduate, you're, you think you're happy, and then you realize like it's not really what it's cut out to be or like not as lucrative or you're not going to go get your free MBA. You're not going to, you're going to have a little harder time getting an MBA, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So basically like the level of success is so different at a non-target school and um, it's just due to student culture, but it's not anyone's fault. It's just that these are just ideas that are not common. Um, So you don't really have people trying to be bougie at our school. Like everyone wants to flex, but they don't really flex about, I want to be a a person that changes the economy of Lebanon. um, So I'm going to join McKinsey. They're just going to talk about like, I'm going to get, you know, a stable job at a big fortune 500 company and that's it. They don't really get into any specifics. And that's Mm -hmm. just how I feel (laughs) the worst part (laughs) about a non-target school. It's very true. That's, that's also really, really deep because it's literally, it's not transparent enough where people really understand what is the difference between working back office at Deloitte and working front office at Deloitte. So, and actually, uh, the last point about it is, and there is people who know about it, mm-hmm. but because not many people can break out into these roles, a lot of people are going to feel um, not as like confident in pursuing it. Because like, how could I get it if it's not meant for me? So that that also plays a role into like why people don't even pursue it in the first place. Or they try it, they fail, and then they're like disheartened. And then their friends are disheartened and no one's doing it. Um, that's, I think, the hardest part. Very true. Very, very true. Some truth bombs right there, guys. If you guys are listening, <laughs> this is a very deep conversation, but it makes so much sense, especially once you graduate and you're in the industry. You realize that these things actually make so much sense. You had it wrong the whole time. Yeah. All right, Shafuz, what do you have? Oh, yeah. So, um, Brian, next thing I'm curious about is that all these struggles, right? All these challenges you had to go through. Uh, so how and why did you build up this mindset that you have to keep defying the odds? Like what, what was, what, what went through your mind and what can other people also take away from there as well? 
Um, so I think what what is cool about non-target schools is like you have um, students who are generally like humble, hardworking. Um, so they're probably working a side job. They're probably working Carl's Jr. or um, Ralph's. Um, so because of that, like everyone has the 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 effort or like the the willing to do something um for me it's like since my parents are poor and in debt my my goal is to like get rid of their debt pay for our house um and as a result like since i know what jobs are out there i know that 60k is not going to be right for me i did the model the excel model at some point and realized like i needed to make 80k at the least um and also like live the Instagrammy lifestyle of free um, food, free travel and blah, blah. Um, so because of that, like there's a real urgency that I need to break out or else my parents aren't just like, I can't live for myself and also my parents aren't gonna be financially stable. So I knew I needed to make a lot more money than what people are normally getting if they did like IT audit at like KPMG or something. So uh, that was honestly the reason why I had that mindset. It's because I had, I honestly had no choice. Well, that makes sense. No, that's like, that's, that's like the determination that people should have. No. I, I, that, that was very inspiring, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome how you just had that in your mind and you went, went for it. So that's, 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 that's amazing. Financial stability is the most important thing in my opinion. <laughs> stability. All right. Takeaways from here, guys, financial stability. That's what that's true. That's true. That's what matters at the end of the day. To be honest, I agree. I had a little Excel sheet of my own back in the day. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, yes. Brian, so, what can what can non-target students do to get their dream career? Like, what steps would you recommend? Yeah. Um, so, I did mention the one salting bros. Um, I gave them a shout out earlier. I do think everyone should check them out because I think they're doing it really well. Um, Careers Uncorked is also doing it really well. So, so by watching content like this, this will make you give you more confidence and to do it. Um, but the real, um, the real like thing you need to do is honestly, you are at a non-target school. And this is my opinion. <laughs> You're at a non-target school for a reason, right? Like for CSUN, we were here because we honestly just couldn't get anywhere better. Um, and as a result, like we don't have the the you know the the resources that other schools have. And people did try very hard to get into those schools. So um, to that degree, like there is no choice but to be better than your target school counterparts. Um, I wish. I could say that like, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. Um, I do believe that in an effort sense, but like you just have to be better than the kids who went to UCLA and USC or uh, UC Berkeley. Um, but the, the lesson that I learned about being better is not really like head to head, be better in every way, like grades, skills, um, you know, like leadership experience and whatnot. It's really about like personal branding and storytelling and being perceived that you're better. Um, so in my case, right, like everyone loves a good underdog story, um, but like the the risk to an underdog story is, is that person really capable? So I made sure to tell my underdog story, but also um, back it up with like skill. And as a result, like that story was pretty, pretty compelling for, you know, like a Deloitte partner to like for a Deloitte recruiter to like. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons why I got into Deloitte in the first place through that networking event. Um, but yeah, like, unfortunately, you just have to be better, right? Like there, and the sad reality is there are people at USC and UCLA that are getting Goldman Sachs investment banking in their freshman year. Deloitte Consulting, McKinsey, BCG, Bain in their freshman year. Um, they're starting their own companies, making literally more money than we can think of as a student. Um, they're, they're, it, it's ridiculous what the gap is between a non-target school and a target school. Um, and it's honestly just trying to be better. That, that, that's really it. it, it it's, it's a lot. A lot of times, like when you're from a non-target school, you can't imagine that you could do this. Um, but the reality is you kind of have to. 
Um, but there is ways to shield it through personal branding and storytelling. Um, and it's kind of like the unfortunate truth, in my opinion. That's so Ryan, you, you converted the yeah. session from really, really fun yeah. with like yeah. the goggles on to like very, very like serious <laughs> with so much. Should have delivered the news this way. <laughs> <laughs> Words really hit the spot inside me because I feel like that's so Even Rochester, right? Say Rochester was, we were still a little bit of target school. EY still came to our campus, right? We had sophomores, juniors. We're still non target compared to Cornell, but like we're still target. Yeah. Yeah. Every but, university is a target for some. I, um, I hate <laughs> Cornell kids. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Go so I'm going to bring up a question from the audience. It's been pending for a little while. So uh, Keenan's asking, what are you doing year after year to advance your knowledge and success? Um, it's actually not even knowledge. It's just networking. Um, I think one of the reasons why I was able, in addition to the project and being immediately staffed on Apple at the time, I think people really liked me and didn't want to see me leave. So because of that, you know, they wanted me to stay. Um, but as a result, like, I think your network is just going to get you your next job, no matter, like, if you get laid off or fired, um, if you're put in the best light and other people want to work with you, that's probably the most important part. Now, I will say, like, in tech, it's a lot more skills dependent. Um, if it comes to finance, you better be a god at financial modeling and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, at some point, those are going to be non-issues. Like, the real bottleneck is networking. And you'll know that um, if you're not really like learning, I mean, like meeting new people and uh, just like getting exposed to leadership at other companies, you'll realize you'll have a harder time um, switching jobs and whatnot. Very true. That's some great advice right there. Yeah, that, that's really awesome. All right, Shifuza, I know we're supposed to wrap up in the top of the hour, but uh, <laughs> last question for Brian. Yeah, so, um, so Brian, uh, so this is a question we'd love to uh, hear your answer to this is that what recommendations do you have, especially like advice for students or professionals who especially lost their COVID-19 job or internship or has been affected through this, like in general advice or recommendations? Um, I mean, uh, anecdotally, like what I experienced was after working, um, how do you get a job after that? I think consulting as a role is pretty baller. Any company is going to want an ex-consultant. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess that speaks to why a lot of people choose management consulting as like their first job. Um, so honestly, in my opinion, if you did management consulting, you have a pretty easy time recruiting for um, a role. Um, but, but really for all people, um, I did the skills-based approach of getting, you know, Salesforce certified. Um, now I'm really good at data science. I can probably kill it in like elite code interview type of thing. Um, and also like businessy case uh, studies and whatnot. Um, the only thing you can do is just like really upskill yourself. Uh, just you have this moment where like lynda.com and all the e-learning sites are free because of COVID. You just mm -hmm. need to like, really get good <laughs> like you just need to get good um yeah. but there is a bottleneck to that and that's networking and unfortunately it, it is hard to network obviously during a pandemic mm -hmm. um but i imagine that there's virtual networking events um if you are of a minority you know like i do recommend that you join you know minority based uh like diversity inclusion um groups uh, stuff that comes to mind is Alpha, um, also Ascend, um, uh, Management Leadership of Tomorrow, um, the, uh, like a Black uh, uh, Society of Engineers, uh, stuff like that. Um, those are only other ways that you can network. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's just keep networking and keep upskilling. But upskilling probably because, um, oh, the best part about um, this pandemic is no one's going to question your unemployment or even like a gap between graduating and getting a job because you can just blame it on COVID. So, you know, if anything, just learn as much as you can. Um, yeah. Is what I would say. 
Very true. Absolutely. All right. Remember, uh, roll up the curtains. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I zoomed in my face for a quick second. But anyway, thanks so much, uh, Brian. I think this is so amazing to hear your story from literally teaching yourself Salesforce, getting certified, getting a job, sitting next to a senior manager at a Salesforce event and like walking on the lines that you walk, getting to Apple. I think it's there's so much to learn from you and thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, you personally really inspired me as well, just hearing your story, man. So I feel more motivated now to upskill myself as well. So thanks a lot, Brian. Uh, any, any closing remarks from you? Yeah, um, feel free to reach out uh, on LinkedIn um, if you're uh, feeling a bit lonely because you go to a non-target school. Um, it is pretty bad. I'm, it's not going to lie. Like, it's, it's, it's really bad. Um, and what, what sucks is you don't have people to look up to generally um, because there's probably no alumni that, go, that, that work in these industries. Um, so I do know what it's like to... Um, you know, not have that like security that someone can mentor you and whatnot. Um, I'm not saying that like I'm going to spoon, spoon feed you or anything, but um, just reach out if you need someone to talk to. And <laughs> that's, that's my closing remark to all the non-target kids. And that's all for today's podcast. Let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review down below and subscribe to the podcast so you get a notification next time we post. Thanks for listening.